Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info. Thanks for listening to the Political Rewind podcast. Be sure to like and follow us and rate us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Political Rewind. I'm Bill Nygut. I think it's safe to say, well, maybe it's arguable, but um, I think uh, we can say that this may be the single biggest evening coming up in the 2022 uh, race so far, certainly in the race for the U.S. Senate. Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock meet for what's expected to be their one and only debate in Savannah tonight. It starts at 7 o'clock. I've gotten a lot of uh, uh, notes from those of you who are listeners. uh, You want to know where you can watch this debate. So let me quickly, before I introduce the panel, tell you if you're in North Georgia, that is in the Atlanta viewing area, it will be on Fox 5. If you're down in the Savannah area and in, in that viewing community, it'll be on WSAV-TV. If neither of those work for you, it's going to be streamed on those organizations' websites. Uh, I think Fox 5 will stream it. Um, I know that uh, uh, Chuck Williams, our panelist uh, from WRBL in Columbus, says his a company will stream it on their website. So there are all sorts of ways you can watch this debate tonight, whether you're in the viewing areas, uh, in the viewing area of either WSAV or Fox 5 News uh, tonight. Okay, that said, we got a lot to talk about in terms of debate. Jim Galloway, my Friday partner on the show, is here. Jim, I don't know if the entire state is excited about this debate, but, you know, old political fogies like us, we love days like this. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is this is probably going to be a two or three uh, bags of popcorn debate. I think yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Riley Bunch is here. She's a public policy reporter for GPB uh, News. Uh, Riley, you excited about it? Oh yeah, I have popcorn and my bingo card already, so we're we're prepared. <laughs> uh, that's very funny. Axios Atlanta has a bingo card for certain words that will be used tonight by the candidates in the debate. You can check it out at their uh, on their website if you want to. And Tammy Greer, political science professor from Clark Atlanta University, is back with us as well. Hi, Tammy. Good morning. I'm trying to decide if I want to go and to Jim's house or to Riley's house this evening to watch the debate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, let's talk about it. Um, Jim, first of all, let's just set the stage. Uh, The Walker campaign uh, turned down uh, three other uh, invitations to debate, including a debate from the Atlanta Press Club uh, that will be aired on Sunday night, I think Sunday night, by GPB uh, News, um, GPB TV. And they wanted instead to do this event at WSAV in Savannah, we think for a couple of reasons. One, because they wanted a live studio audience, and WSAV agreed to that. And second, um, the policy of the company that owns WSAV is that when they're holding debates in their stations, they uh, do give the campaigns the topics that will be discussed. Have I got that right? I think so. Uh, I am, uh, I'm, I'm curious. That, uh, I, I don't think they've announced to the public what those topics will be. 
Uh, no, so, they give them to the campaigns. Yeah, so so uh, uh, we're the ones who are left in the dark on this one. But I I can't imagine that it's uh, that uh, that uh, that there's it's not going to be uh, there's uh, there's no topic that 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 uh, uh, the public won't be won't be familiar with. I think at this point in the campaign, I think that's right, Riley. The big question is: I think there are going to be about four hundred people in the audience. I think they're doing it at a Marriott uh, ballroom down there uh, on the riverfront. And and there was some concern by some of the um, uh, uh, people who, you know, care about debates that a studio audience could really disrupt the flow of the debate um, and uh, have outbursts that will interfere with how things unfold. What we're told by WSAV is that they are insisting on decorum among the people who are there, it's an invited audience. Primarily, the campaigns are inviting people. They say they won't tolerate any outbursts from the audience. But how do you control more than 400 people in a setting like that? Well, I mean, you're exactly right, Bill. That's hundreds of people in a small space. And a lot of them, most of them, have their allegiance allied with one candidate over the other. And I think that that's going to be a huge component in this in this debate because we haven't really seen that, right, in, in the Georgia debates that we have usually. So I think that's going to um, play a big role, and we'll, we'll see how the station handles it. Tammy, um, talk to us about your feelings about how this debate is being staged. The studio audience uh, that will be there, the fact that topics are being given out in advance. I think Galloway's right. It wouldn't be hard to guess what topics will come up, but there are people who think it's inappropriate the, uh, that the station would tell the campaigns what topics they're going to talk about. Yeah, because uh, what it does is it creates more of uh, the opportunity for the candidates to have canned responses. To the general topic area, even if the questions in and of themselves are not responded to. Um, the live audience may also help to uh, create artificial momentum um, for one candidate mm -hmm. or another, um, whereas a studio um, with no audience and their silence, um, the feedback is not necessarily there for a candidate who may have um, a talking point that goes toward that individual candidate's base, um, yet, again, it still doesn't actually respond to the question at hand um, that may be more nuanced um, versus just a campaign stump speech. All right. So that, all that said, let's talk about the candidates themselves. Riley, we know that Herschel Walker did not debate during the primary campaign. His campaign saw no reason to. They were clearly front runners and weren't challenged in any significant way by their GOP opponents. So this will be Herschel Walker's first appearance on a political debate stage. Um, he's already tried to lower expectations, talking about being a simple country boy, talking about how Herschel Walker will he all dressed up in a fine suit. He's not as, and then Walker says, I'm not as smart as uh, Warnock is. Uh, but there are going to be attributes he'll bring to this debate as a, quote, simple country boy, I think. Well, I think that there's a lot of things working in his favor, and we touched on one is that he does have the topics ahead of time, um, so that is good to have in his bank. But, you know, he's 
doing that on purpose, right? There's a reason that he plays himself as having these lower expectations. It's like, oh, well, then anything that we get from him is going to be above our expectations, right? So the big question is, how is Herschel Walker going to present himself? We have seen a cleanup by him on the campaign trail a little bit in the last, but before the you know abortion allegations kind of rocked everything again. We saw him progressively have a campaign cleanup, get a little bit better in his speeches. Um, so that will be the big question. We know what to expect from Senator Warnock, right? You know, he is a skilled public speaker. That's what he does for a living in his faith community. Um, So how will Herschel Walker hold himself? That's the big question. Jim, you and I have both over many years seen a lot of debates, and we've seen candidates who are well-prepared for them. We've seen candidates who are skilled at debating and others who are not so skilled. I mean, one example from my point of view is uh, back uh, in the uh, uh, presidential campaign of 1992, George H.W. Bush, simply not anywhere near as skilled as Bill Clinton in talking to, in their case, a live audience in one of their debates. You know, Clinton was um, was so polished in the same way that uh, Warnock is. And, and George H.W. Bush always a little uncomfortable in that setting. So, so the, 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 how the candidates come into this debate— the kind of people they are does play a role in how this debate's going to unfold. Right, right. And I, I throw in the, the opposite uh, uh, effect. Of course, George H.W. Bush uh, lost that election. Uh, yeah. But but George W. Bush was just as tongue-tied, and, and, yes. and, 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 and he won in, two, in 2000, uh, beating Al Gore. Uh, we've mentioned the audience. the The audience, I think, is going to be a third player in in in, in this because in a dark, a large, darkened room, how are you going to control five hundred people and who mm-hmm. uh, half of whom specifically uh, are are going to try their best to 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 cheer on their candidate, even even if there's no rule. The the other thing, Bill, you have to remember is that is that uh, the 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 candidates candidates themselves you know they they can they ha- they can they can make a they can make a play here they don't you can ask a candidate question a and the candidate can give you answer b no matter what he mm-hmm. wants he can he can he can he can raise whatever topic he likes as he speaks and how the panel reacts to that how, how the other candidate reacts that's 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 fair game there which, Tammy, really makes it incumbent upon the two moderators for this debate, one from WSAV, one from Fox 5, to press for answers to their questions. That seems to me to be crucial to any uh, debate. Uh, certainly tonight it will make a difference if what they do, as often happens, as Jim says, is answer the question they want to talk about, not the one they're asked. Yes, I've always been interested in how moderators um, use their position when it comes to these particular um, 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 debates. Do they press? Um, are they firm? Um, do they hold to the rules um, to ensure that the the voter has as much information as possible, particularly around some of these more pressing issues? And if I could add, um, I also want to say that you know, Walker can portray himself as this image that he's um, ginning up, but it also um, seems to me that what he, uh, his campaign wants him to do is to do no harm. 
Um, and that is almost a win. If he can get through without any major gaffe, um, semi-answering the, the questions, then the do no harm could be seen as a win for him. Yeah, Riley, you've already mentioned it. The expectations uh, that Walker's campaign itself and the Herschel has set are very, very low. So in, in, I think in the way that the media in many cases, including us at Political Rewind, have talked about the fact that, you know, Walker is gaff-prone. Uh, he doesn't seem to have a grasp on the issues. We've talked about that on this show. All the media has reported that. So with low expectations, Tammy's point is well taken. He may just want need to escape uh, without doing any real harm. And apparently he's been prepping with a seasoned uh, political consultant who has handled a lot of debates and knows how to do it. Well, I mean, it goes back to what Jim said, right? We're going to see the topics, the candidates steer the topics toward what they want to talk about. And since they have the topics ahead of time, they can practice that, right? They can practice answering to these issues the way they want to answer them. So I think that that's something big we're going to see from Herschel Walker, you know, not answering the questions, but steering them back to what he's prepared to talk about. Okay. um, We still are in a pledge period here at GPB Radio. So we're going to pause for just a few minutes. Um, As I've said throughout the week, we are so grateful to those of you who uh, support us with your contributions, your donations, uh, to keep GPB Radio moving forward, uh, to keep this show uh, uh, as successful as we hope it it, it is these days. Um, you know, there are people who um, don't understand that all of the programs on GPB Radio are supported by your donations. They don't come from any other entity. Um, we rely on you to uh, keep our programming moving forward. So here's how you can uh, join us in uh, being a basically a sponsor of shows like Political Rewind. Thanks for listening to Political Rewind. If you like this show, you'll also like Georgia Today. It's a daily podcast from GPB News, bringing you compelling stories and in-depth reporting that you won't hear anywhere else. Join me, Peter Biello, for this quick and convenient way to get the best of GPB News' extensive coverage of the topics that matter to you, delivered directly to your device every weekday afternoon. Riley Bunch, Jim Galloway, uh, join us along with Tammy Greer for today's show. One of the reasons the timing of tonight's debate between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker is so important is early voting does start on Monday. So just a couple of quick tips. Uh, If you don't know whether you're registered to vote or not, the Secretary of State's office has a page. Just search for Georgia My Voter page and you'll find it. Plug in your information. It'll tell you that. And the Secretary of State's office also has a page where you can find out where early voting locations are in your uh, county. So uh, those are really good tools for you in terms of uh, decisions that you make about early voting. Okay, so Jim Galloway, um, clearly one of the biggest issues that's come up in this race uh, has been the accusations that Herschel Walker uh, uh, asked a girlfriend to have an abortion. Uh, She did. Uh, He also paid for it. He denies that. Um, 
But the New York Times, after uh, the Daily Beast reported the first uh, incident, uh, reported that, in fact, he asked her to have a second abortion. She refused, had a child, who's now 10 years old, and Herschel Walker's had nothing to do with that child. All right, that, that's the setup. Raphael Warnock has been very circumspect, Jim, has not talked much about this at all. But it's bound to come up tonight, certainly as a question from the moderators, if nothing else. How do you see it playing out? Uh, well, here, here's, here's the thing. Um, uh, in, in, in fact, if I, if I, if I could just back up just a little bit, it, this is, uh, Raphael Warnock has, 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 has maintained this line pretty much throughout the campaign. He is not going to attack, uh, wherever possible, he's going to avoid attacking Herschel Walker. Uh, it's probably the biggest difference between Stacey Abrams campaign and, and, and the Warnock campaign is, 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 is the way they're, they're, uh, they're treating their rivals. Uh, so I would I would imagine that that Warnock will leave the initiative of of questioning uh, raising the question on abortion to the panelists. Uh, if Warnock strays too or if Walker strays too far uh, from from the truth, uh, as as we pretty much know it now. Uh, uh, then I think maybe he might jump in a little bit, but I I don't think I think he's going I think he's going to, going to continue to let the issue carry itself. Uh, it, it's you know it's it's one of those you know d- don't interfere with anybody who's digging a hole for himself. Um, yeah, I think uh, 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 Tammy, that's what the Warnock campaign's uh, position has been on the abortion story, um, on the absentee father story. Walker's uh, doing, uh, there's enough harm being done to Walker by the stories themselves. No reason in this case for Warnock to uh, weigh in on it. But at some point tonight, it's going to come up and he's going to have to find some way to talk about, I assume, uh, to respond to questions about it, uh, as Walker will have. If Walker simply says, this isn't true, I deny it, I'm not sure how far he gets uh, in, in making any gains in this. Jim, did you yeah. want to jump in? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I would say it wouldn't surprise me at all if if Warnock started giving uh, giving uh, giving Walker some pastoral advice. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll see. Tammy, your take on that? Well, uh, I agree with Jim um, in the sense that um, focusing Warnock focusing on policy is probably uh, showing um, you know that there is um, an overall focus for the people of Georgia. Um, as opposed to trying to stick it about a particular issue. Um, it appears to me that Warnock, uh, he is, um, th- th- his campaign um, um, rhetoric has been more about um, this is why I am the best person for the job rather than vote against um, the other, my opponent. And, and perhaps that that is working, particularly in this state where um, you have such a competitiveness among these these races. So why alienate the the few people who will come out and vote um, who just not interested in the mudslinging? Riley, you know we did get a little bit of insight as journalists from the two campaigns about issues that they're going to focus on ahead of the debate, right? And um, for on the Walker side, it was a lot of kind of blows at Warnock's past, you know, we expect him to bring up the dispute between Warnock and his ex-wife and things like that. But on the the Warnock side, um, his memo really did not 
it didn't touch on abortion at all. It didn't touch on the allegations of abortion. It did bring up, you know, a history of violence that's been alleged against Herschel Walker, right? But it, it really steered clear of those topics. And so I think our, our panelists are exactly right, you know, why why try to hammer home something that's already doing a lot of harm. But we will see it come up. And Warnock has not really responded to it at all. So it'll be interesting to see if he does respond to it. All right, so there's that issue. There's the issue of the abortions, absentee fathering by uh, Walker, and we'll watch how that plays out. But, but um, Riley, at the same time, uh, you mentioned the other issue that uh, Walker has been confronted with, and that's violence against uh, uh, girlfriends, an ex-wife threatening to kill them. And in that case, while, while it's true that Warnock stayed away from the abortion story, the Warnock campaign itself, in addition to PACs that support Warnock, have been very tough in uh, highlighting in ads uh, Walker's past violent behavior, uh, and that certainly will be an issue uh, uh, tonight as well. Absolutely. After, you know, when the abortion allegations came out and then um, Herschel Walker's son, Christian Walker, you know, kind of flooded social media with his comments and alleged violence, persistent violence by his father, you know, that was such a huge issue. Like that was a big sticking point. And a lot of Republicans were more upset about that than the, the abortion related story. Right. And and I think that what Herschel Walker has done well in in regards to those allegations and in his history of violence is steering it back to his mental health, you know, talking about um, these things were in the past and I, I did work on these things. And I think that's what we can expect from him when those topics are brought up. Um, Tammy, the Walker campaign has been barraged with ads over his violence against women in his life. And more recently, they've produced an ad of their own speaking to Raphael Warnock's troubled uh, divorce. They now have an ad which uses a body cam video of an incident, police responding to an incident in which as they were dealing with a divorce, dealing with custody, uh, Warnock and his wife were in an argument. He drove away from her from the, I think, the garage of, of their house. She said that he ran over her foot, and there's a very tearful ad now with her talking about that. Um, the police, by the way, the Atlanta police said there was no evidence at all that she had been had her foot run over. But it's a counter to the Warnock ads that have been so tough about violence by Herschel Walker. Yeah, it's a counter. At the same time, I think that we should be careful as to not equate the two. Um, because the the extent to which not only allegations, not only police reporting um, and um, uh, also, you know, evidence and, um, you know, uh, from about Walker that has been substantiated. This issue with Warnock um, has not been substantiated legally. And because of that, I think that it's incumbent upon us to not to equate the two together Um you know, let's not relive the 2016 presidential campaign and equating issues um, that really are not there. Um, while, you know, we would expect for the matter to come up, the the seriousness and I think also the totality, it becomes uh, this is another component in a series of events and um, policy posturing that Walker has 
that creates a, a picture of him versus a one-off issue. Yeah, Jim, I want to be clear. I agree with Tammy. I don't think these are equivalent instances. I'm just suggesting that the Walker campaign has to do something to try to neutralize all the attacks about Walker's violent behavior. And to people who support Herschel Walker and are maybe on the edge, this might be the thing that says, oh, well, Warnock's guilty of the same kind of abusive behavior. Right, right. Now, the, the, but the, the one difference here is, uh, in addition to, 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 to scope, uh, obviously, uh, as, as Tammy pointed out, is that the Warnock uh, incident has already been uh, litigated. We have already had a, a we have already, the, 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 the January 5th, 2000 vote uh, uh, kind of passed judgment on, on that. Uh, but the one thing I would think, you know, that, that you might see uh, Raphael Warnock uh, uh, lean in on is the issue of competence, because that is the that's I think that's the issue where he's most likely to find Republicans who might be a little bit put off by sending somebody to Washington who who hasn't really studied up on on what the job entails, uh, and I, I I think I I think if you if you look for an overall theme uh, for, for this evening, I think that that might be it on on Warnock's side. That strikes me, Riley, as being precisely correct. There are any number of messages that have emanated from the Warnock campaign throughout this race about, is he fit to serve in the United States Senate? And of course, tonight, the Warnock people will hope that Herschel Walker will comport himself in such a way to prove they're correct that he isn't fit to serve in the U.S. Senate. Absolutely. And then all of um, Senator Warnock's campaign is showing how fit he is (laughs) to run in the Senate, right? And how everything that he's done since he's been in there, that is what he's hammered home to voters is his record and what he's done and his bipartisan work with Republicans. So it's not going to be surprising when we see Warnock fall back on his record so much. And that's what we've seen on the campaign trail. And, you know, that's what he's going to try to prove tonight. Um, we've got to get to our final pledge break of the show. But when we come back, we'll continue talking about this debate tonight. And I want to do it in two contexts. Number one, uh, we've got to talk about how Raphael Warnock combats the accusations that are sure to come his way that he is tied uh, hand and foot to uh, President Biden and his policies. And the other is, does this debate matter at all? I'll ask the panelists to talk about both of those questions. But uh, first... Here's how you can become a supporter of GPB Radio and of Political Rewind. You know, Jim Galloway, as we've talked about what to expect in this debate tonight, I am well aware of the fact that most of our conversation has been about issues of character, sensational accusations thrown back and forth between Walker and Warnock. But the fact of the matter is that's what most much of this campaign has been built around. Tonight is a chance for us to hear something about issues and where the candidates stand on actual issues. Warnock has certainly laid out more issues than Herschel Walker. Um, he's a sitting United States senator, so he has a record on which he can run. But the question he's going to face tonight, of course, is that Walker is going to accuse him over and over again, I assume, of being uh, tied to President Biden's failed policies. 
absolutely. I mean, I mean, uh, Walker has got to lean into the in, into the the advantage that uh, any any candidate running into a mid- midterm has, and that is there you run against the 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 fellow who's in the White House. Uh, Warnock has 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 in fact kind of chosen a few issues to separate himself on uh as as far as uh biden goes uh he has some personal victories uh uh the the insulin insulin cap that uh that he that he that he put into the the most recent legislation is one it didn't go as far as he wanted and he, he'll probably say that uh, to to put him put himself out there and i, I think you know this is you can argue that that in as Georgia becomes more of a more and more of a a a, a bellwether state, as it becomes a swing state, uh, more and uh, millions and millions of dollars are going to be uh, poured into the state. The more ads, each of those ads is a message that has been curated and chosen by the candidate. Uh, it's 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 a very very controlled space. These debates. Even though they 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 might uh, because of the 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 amount of advertising, even though they might lessen uh, in impact, they're still important because it's it's the one chance that that voters have to do some real retail comparison shopping. You have two candidates on the same shelf, and you get to choose between the two of them. You get to read the ingredients. <laughs> As it were, and decide which one which one you like best. We we are in a, in a in a in a situation where that is less and less so in in modern politics. So, as as much as as people may say debates don't matter, I I, I think they're just extremely valuable. Riley, you know, over on the Walker side, Warnock and Biden they have become synonymous, right? That that is his campaign is to tie the two together. And I think the way that Warnock um, offsets that and combats that is showing what he has been able to bring to Georgia from some of these policy decisions. So he focuses really heavily on money toward the the port of Savannah, right, you know, and to to relieve supply chain issues. He focuses on a new kind of thing on his campaign trail this year is his bipartisan deals he's had with other Republicans, being able to work across the aisle and and things like semiconductor chips. Okay, these all sound very, very obscure to us, but they hit home with some issues on or with a lot of voters on the trail, right? And I think that's how he combats tying himself, their walker tying him to President Biden. Yeah, Tammy, I think what's going to be interesting is, is Walker can claim that inflation is out of control, the economy is troubled because of all the federal giveaways, COVID relief money that Biden has sent out there. But as, but as Riley points out, uh, Raphael Warnock can counter that by saying, do you realize how much good this federal money has done to people across the state? Not only specifically, um, what has it done, you know, put food in children's bellies, um, during the pandemic, it has also helped uh, families to recover um, during the pandemic. Uh, the state of Georgia, part of the surplus is has to do with the federal monies um, passed during the, the Biden administration. Um, also, I think it'll be interesting to have to attempt to have that tie when Walker has this tie to the former president. And we just had a hearing yesterday, which may be the last hearing before the midterm election. And understanding that that tie in connection and the seriousness to which Georgia was 
um, part of, you know, that whole scheme in in January uh, 2021, and then all the ripple effects thereafter. So I think it's it's interesting if Walker wants to take that route because it comes right back to him. Jim? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, going back to Tammy's point about uh, all the, the, the massive amount of COVID money, uh, that 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 was passed by the Biden administration. You do have to wonder if if Warnock might uh, uh, point out that even while Herschel Walker might be criticizing it, uh, Governor Brian Kemp has had a, just a, a wonderful time spending it. Right, right, exactly, right. At, at the same time that he's criticized uh, <laughs> the Democrats who passed <laughs> the package, we've talked about that on the show, of course. All right. One last quick thing about the debate, and I want to take up a couple of other issues. Um, so, uh, Tammy, the Braves-Phillies game starts at 4.37 this afternoon. Uh, it is quite likely that that game will run into the beginning, at least, of the debate. Uh, that said, who's watching the debate instead of the uh, end of the Braves game? <laughs> The political nerd I am will be there on time for the debate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. But Riley, that is an issue uh, in terms of, you know, the hopes that both campaigns have. Well, at least certainly the Warnock campaign has that this debate will get a big viewing. Although what they also hope for is little clips that will uh, dominate social media in the days ahead. Absolutely. You know, this... Um this debate is also for a national audience, I would say, right? We have so many eyes on Georgia right now. So is it? Um, I think that's a big portion of the people that are going to be watching. But also when we talk about how close these races are going to be, too, they need as, ma- as many Georgia eyeballs on this debate they will take, right? Because if they swing 10, 100 voters, you know, in their favor, that's a win for them. Absolutely. All right, so the debate starts at 7 o'clock tonight. It's an hour long. WSAV in Savannah, Fox 5 for North Georgia uh, viewers, and on the websites of those stations as well is where you can watch the debate. Riley, let's keep talking about the campaigns, but put it in a different light for a couple of minutes here. Um, it, it, it appears the last few polls of the Senate race have shown that it, it's usually in the within the margin of error. Nevertheless, they, the, the polling, including the GPB, AJC, Georgia News Collaborative poll, which came out this week, do, the polls do show Raphael Warnock leading by about three points or so. Herschel Walker, that's such a close margin, and Brian Kemp right now is running such a strong campaign, that if Brian Kemp would appear side by side with Herschel Walker, it may be enough to give Herschel Walker an edge in this race. What's the deal here? What's the, what does Brian Kemp do about campaigning with a guy who is dealing with so much baggage at this point? You know, I would say that one uh, something for one candidate that's good might not be good for another candidate, right? So we have had seen Governor Kemp walk a very carefully crafted campaign when it comes to what issues he's talking about. He stayed away from the polarizing issue of abortion. You know, when it comes to comments on President Trump, we don't hear anything from him. I don't think that it would help Governor Kemp to campaign with Herschel Walker in the way that it would help Herschel Walker to campaign with Governor Kemp. And we see that because Governor Kemp 
has not campaigned with him. He has, has not answered questions on whether or not he will campaign with him. So will we see it? You know, I'm not really sure if Governor Kemp would do that to himself at this stage in the race. How do you see that working the other way, uh, Jim Galloway? I mean, uh, Warnock, you know, we know that, that, that according to the polling, Stacey Abrams has some ground to make up. Herschel Walker, I mean, uh, Raphael Warnock seems to be a bit more uh, uh, popular than she is right now. They haven't spent a whole lot of time out there together either, although they have done some events together. Yeah, I I, I, the, I, I think the uh, it's it's not quite the minefield that the that the the uh, Kemp uh, Brian Kemp Herschel Walker relationship might be because of course there is no Donald Trump on on the Democratic side and that that's kind of the that would be the definer of 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 the Republican relationship because if the moment uh, Brian Kemp and Herschel Walker uh, get together the first question is you know. What do you two gentlemen think about Donald Trump? There's no, uh, there is, you know, the, uh, yes, uh, Biden's Biden's numbers may still be down, but they're climbing, uh, and I don't think there'd be any uh, any, any difference in what uh, Raphael Warnock's uh, and and Stacey Abrams would say about about Trump. They, but they, but as as I mentioned earlier, uh, they Warnock and Abrams are running two different campaigns in two different ways. Mm-hmm. I think you see you see a lot more, and, and Riley can c- c- correct me if I'm wrong, but you but you see Warnock doing a lot more on the ground campaigning, uh, 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 going into going into into uh, in, into uh, rural communities and speaking to more di- diverse groups uh, than than I've than I've seen Abrams uh, drawing. So, so Abrams so is the, out there, isn't she, Riley? Yeah, yeah, she is. She is. Yeah, but, but I don't, I don't. You don't get the sense that she is meaning the that Raphael is is has. I th- I think his audience is a little bit more more diverse. You know, I would say that we don't see these events as much as we see them in the Warnock campaign. You know, all of his events like this are publicized. There's media at every single one of these. Stacey Abrams, a lot of her events that she has done targeting minority groups and and smaller demographics of voters have been behind closed doors, I would say, this campaign cycle. All right. Um, Tammy, I want to take up one last uh, uh, issue here because you you referred to the January 6th committee uh, hearing yesterday. And of course, one of the things as they did kind of their summation of the previous hearings yesterday that they brought up was the fake elector slate and uh, how that slate uh, uh, furthered the ambitions of Donald Trump to try to have the election overturned. So in that regard, here's one of the things I think is fascinating. Burt Jones, the Republican candidate for lieutenant governor, it was a fake elector uh, in Georgia, as you well know. Uh, he's a target of an investigation by the Fulton County DA. Mike Pence, the former vice president, who was really <laughs> the one who, cert- who finally said, you know, yes, these electors are true, and he led that whole effort uh, in Congress, uh, campaigned with a fake elector yesterday. I find that fascinating because it was Mike Pence who said, I don't have any power to overturn the results of the state elections. Thank you so much for this bill, because I think this is one of the uh, lesser known talks about items and um, since 2021. And it is the importance of statewide races and local races um, and, and state level races. And the impact that that has on the national view 
in the national um, uh, politics that we have. Um, as I think we've talked about previously, that um, sometimes the just because we're on the same team, um, political team, we tend to forgive some of the, dare I say, foolishness that one has had in the past. And perhaps this is one of those. All right. Uh, there's a lot more we could say about that. And, and maybe next week we'll find a chance to do just that. But Tammy Greer, thank you so much for being here. Riley Bunch, Jim Galloway, glad to have uh, you with us uh, for the show tonight. Tonight's the debate. We'll talk about it on our show on Monday, of course. In the meantime, we are out of time um, and we're going to send you back to our pledge team. Um, but I want you to know that Jay Cook, Victoria Evans Cash, Chase McGee, Natalie Mendenhall, and I are very grateful to all of you for helping support the work we do here at Political Rewind. I'm Bill Nygut. Take care. Stay healthy. Make a pledge. Here's how to do it.